everybody. Welcome back in to Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas. Uh, I see there's people already in the chat. Sorry, we're running a few minutes behind. That is completely uh, my fault. Uh, but we're here now. Um, and looking forward to tonight's show as we kind of preview fall camp. It's going to get started here in just a few days for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. Uh, Jake, it's Monday. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Uh, decided to be here. Decided uh, to have a good long talk with, with not only you, Stacey, but our fans as well. Uh, I'm sure everybody's got a lot to to say. So go ahead and get in that get in that chat, light it up, um, and uh, we're going to talk about position battles uh, we see going on through camp. So uh, tell us your position battles you have your eyes on. I know I know the number one is going to be quarterback, but there's a lot of positions out there that uh, we can talk about that's that's potentially up for grabs. So I'm excited to to get this show going. Yeah, and, and aside from just the position battles, we're just going to be looking at each kind of position group uh, as a whole and, uh, you know, kind of what we, we expect from that group during fall camp and then, you know, into the 2023 season. And, uh, you know, we, we had a show premiere this morning discussing the offensive line and kind of what we were expecting from the offensive line this season and in fall camp and, uh, so, you know, if you want to talk offensive line, quarterbacks, running backs, just whatever you want to talk there in the chat, uh, please hit us up there and we will do our best to to get that on air and then kind of give our thoughts and opinions on on those positions uh, as we as we let people kind of get into the show. Um, if you're not already, please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, uh, hit that like button, help this video get 100 likes uh, before the night is out. Um, uh, you know. We're also free and available on all our podcast platforms as well. So if you want to catch us in podcast form, you can do that. But this is a YouTube live and uh, we don't get to do a lot of these. Uh, our, our plan moving forward is to do more of these, Jake, is, is especially as the season gets here. And, you know, maybe on, on Saturday mornings we can get together and, and do a live show, kind of giving our final thoughts before that matchup of the day, um, you know, maybe do a, a live stream for, you know, maybe even if it's just a half of, of every game and, just for people to kind of get in there and chat with each other about what's happening in each of the contests. So those are just some ideas we have uh, moving forward with the show and uh, with our live shows. Uh, Bama Standard is in the building. What's up? The Bama Standard, one of the best Alabama football podcasts out there. So make yes. sure you are subscribed to their channel uh, over there at the Bama Standard. Justin and, and crew do a great job there. Uh, we were actually on their show last week. So, mm -hmm. uh, enjoyed that and it, it was a lot of fun over there so make sure you are subscribed to those guys um jake uh, as as we have people just uh you know coming to the show and like we mentioned obviously the, the chat is going to be a crucial part of our of tonight's show so make sure uh that that the chat is jumping and everybody's commenting and letting us know their thoughts and opinions on the team as we get ready for the 2023 season and you know fall camp just you know they'll, they'll be reporting later this week so a lot to look forward to. Football is back. You know, it's uh, it's been a long off season, but football's uh, now back. And like I said, they'll begin practice later this week. Jake, if if you had to, uh, kind of a off the wall question, if you had to pick one, we'll exclude the quarterbacks. If you had to pick one position that maybe excites you the most to kind of watch as fall camp gets underway, what position would that be? Uh, to me, it's on the offensive side of the ball, and that is that's running backs, man. I mean, we already know what Jace McClellan can do. He is an absolute treasure, and and he's very, very quick and very shifty. But then you have you have Justice Haynes coming in, and you know we've talked about it before. It's you know Jace is is overall the number one guy because I mean he he's earned it. Uh, being there, and, and he is a veteran leader of that group, but it's going to be hard to keep Justice Haynes off the field. And then another true freshman coming in, Richard Young, man. I mean, my gosh. I mean, and then you got Jam Miller there as well. So, I mean, this running back room, until we get the quarterback situation figured out, and and we talked about the offensive line, you know, in our premiere show that we did yesterday, premiere this morning, but if the offensive line lives up to their expectation and be that nasty physical offensive line that we talked about, this running attack is going to going to do wonders helping that new quarterback step in and and get it and get adjusted to the game speed. So uh, the running backs I'm excited about because there's a lot of talent there and they and it's very very deep. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's that that position group could really be the difference and you know how well this team performs here in 2023. It's it's deep, it's talented, uh, both with some veteran players and who are experienced and then some mm-hmm. some young guys who appear to be, you know, among the next elite uh prospects uh, you know, on the team. So uh, excited to uh, to kind of see what that running back room can do. And uh, I think, like you said, Jake, with the mix of talent in that room and the stable of backs they have, I don't know how the heck they're going <laughs> to feature all those guys or exactly how Tommy Reese and, you know, Robert Gillespie, the running back coach, are going to kind of work those guys into the rotation. That's something to look forward to. And, uh, you know, I guess we can kind of keep it there at the running backs right now, Jake, and – you know, you mentioned Jace McClellan, you miss, mentioned Justice Haynes, and, and obviously Jam Miller, Richard Young, Rodell Williams. You know, there, there's so many guys there. Uh, you know, I think Jace is a player who probably isn't appreciated enough, uh, you know, even not not only from a national level, but I think even within the Alabama fan base. I think there's, there's people who are just so excited about the new guy in Justice Haynes and that they've kind of forgotten about Jace McClellan, but – you know, this is a guy who has multiple 80-yard touchdown runs in his career. Mm-hmm. He, he's a great receiver out of the backfield. He proved to be, you know, you know, instrumental to the the success of the offense in the latter half of the season last year when Jameer Gibbs was battling some injuries. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jace McClellan is a guy who who is more than capable of carrying load for your team. Uh, but the fact that you have young young pups behind him like Justice Haynes and Jam Miller just makes it you know just makes it that much better for that running back room. Man, yeah, this this is one of the most talented and deepest running back room that we've had in a while at Alabama. And, uh, you know, I, I know early on we, we've had two or three deep, but, I mean, you can go four or five deep with, with this group. So, uh, you know, and, you know, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how Tommy Reese and Robert Gillespie gets these guys on the field and how they feature them. But that is, I would say, a good problem to have. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm excited to see how – how it all shapes up. And uh, I do feel like um, uh, Jace will probably be the, the featured back starting out, but Justice Haynes is going to get his as well. So, Yeah, the Bama Center says no one needs to sleep on Jace. He's finally healthy again. Jace will be one of the leaders in the SEC in Russian. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think there's any question about that. I, I think, you know, he's finally – I don't know that we've seen an experienced Jace McClellan that is 100% healthy yet. Obviously, he, he showed flashes as a, as a freshman and as a sophomore up until his knee injury there uh, against – was it against Florida in 2021 that he suffered that knee injury? So, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't – I doubt he was a 100% last year, you know, entering the 2022 season. So now that he's he's probably 100% healthy right now, he's got a ton of experience in the SEC. Uh, the, the, we have not seen the best of Jace McClellan yet, and I think we're going to see that this year. And, uh, you know, you get to spell him with guys like Justice Haynes, Rodell Williams, and Jam Miller, and maybe even a Richard Young. Uh, I feel sorry for these defenses trying to slow down this rushing attack for four quarters. <laughs> yeah, I, I do really feel like this is going to go back in time to the Alabama of old and just run it down people's throats until you stop them. Uh, and, you know, as long as you keep the guys rotated out, they're going to be fresh heading to the fourth quarter. So I just don't know how they're going to slow down through throughout the whole game because, you know, it's deep, like like we said, and you can you, you can switch them out at every other possession, it seems like, and, and be fine. All right. Wyatt Hastings says, I'm curious about the star position. You know, that's a, that's a great point, Wyatt. Thank you for commenting. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, Earl Little Jr. got most of the reps there this spring. At star, um, you know, with Caleb Downs and Malachi Moore manning the safety positions, I, I think it's possible we might could see Malachi there at star. But I think long term, Earl Little is probably the answer there uh, this season. And I, I, I'm excited to see what Earl Little can do. You know, it. <clears throat> excuse me. It's much like how Eliza Pritchett, as a redshirt freshman, just started the spring as the left tackle for Alabama and Earl Little Jr. as a redshirt freshman started the spring as at star for Alabama. So uh, I think that proves the coaching staff has a lot of faith in them. Uh, they have a lot of trust in those guys. So uh, while I think it's not for certain that Earl Little is the star, uh, 
I, I, that's who I would put my money on right now, you know, without seeing fall camp. But heading into fall camp, I would say that Earl Little the second is the starter at star. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Stacey. Um, you know, he showed he showed out in uh in A Day. He had a really great A Day game. He had the interception on a perfectly passed, you know, ball by Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson threw it to where either the it was gonna be a touchdown or it was gonna be intercepted. And I mean, Earl Little just made a perfect play on the ball and uh, you know, it kind of got me excited because you know, we talked about the the knots. You know, this defense hasn't really had any knots uh, the last couple of seasons to get the offense on track. So if we have some guys, and I feel like we finally got the, the playmakers back there that can get those non-offensive touchdowns and uh, force turnovers to help the offense out, especially early on in the season. Yeah, and, and those those non-offensive touchdowns or just turnovers in general – Will be critical for Alabama this year. You know that, like you mentioned, especially last season. I don't remember that few of forced turnovers under a Nick Saban defense in, in a long time. So, getting back to creating turnovers is 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 really critical for this team's success because, like you said, offensively they're going to be a lot of new faces, a new quarterback, and so the defense is going to have to carry carry that heavy load probably for the first few weeks of the season. And if they can create some of those turnovers and not offensive touchdowns, uh, you know, that that's just going to go a long way into helping Alabama be successful on the field as a team. And, you know, what that star position can produce, uh, that, that goes a long way in what your, what your secondary and your defense does in forcing turnovers, because, you know, a lot of times they're going to be matched up on a, on a, on a, you know, a playmaker for that t- offense because they're not really going to want to test Kool-Aid. They're not going to want to test Terry on Arnold or Trey almost as much. So Earl Little's probably going to get a lot of looks, especially early in the season as a redshirt freshman there in that secondary. So uh, if he can come out and play well, that that bodes well for the Alabama defense. Man, yeah, it's – you know, the thing about the secondary, we have leadership back there and we have some very, very talented players. But we're going to have – we'll potentially have two starting – got a true freshman starting, Kather uh, Downs potentially, and then you have a redshirt freshman – as well, so there's there's young talent there, but there's also veteran leadership that I think is going to going to intertwine and it's going to make this defense and especially the secondary just outstanding this year. Yeah, we've we've really bragged on the secondary or been high on the secondary all throughout the offseason. and you know a lot of that has to do with, with guys like I think Malachi Moore is probably finally healthy. I think he's more comfortable now than than what he's probably been since his freshman year at Alabama and. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Earl Little Jr. just a second ago. Obviously, Kool-Aid McKinstry is, you know, probably the best corner in the country. I think whoever starts opposite of him is going to have a really solid year. And then Caleb Downs, the five-star freshman, has everybody excited. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to the secondary. And like the Bama Standard mentioned, if that defensive line can show up and show out, oh. it makes their job on the back end that much easier and and they will obviously play a pivotal role in the success of the Alabama defense here in 2023. And, you know, I'm hoping Justin Aboibe can can revert back to the way he was playing before his neck injury last season because he was a really – our best defensive lineman before his injury. Jaheim Otis really started to come on strong toward the, the, the end of the, of the season last year as a true freshman. You know he's just going to be that much better here in his sophomore season. Tim Smith's a guy who's who's got a high ceiling. you got James Smith who's – Oozing with talent, and you know, you know, Monkel Goodwine, Jamarian Latham. Uh, there's a lot of guys there that that could make plays for Alabama on the defensive front, and uh, I'm looking for guys like Justin Aboyby, like like the Bama Standard said, and Jaheim Otis to really take that next step, become leaders on that defensive front, and make the life of that secondary that much easier. Yeah, we we talked about the the defensive line uh, a few, I think it was a week or two ago, Stacy, and uh, that's what that's what we said, you know. Uh, we feel like, uh, or, or Borgby was having his best season, I felt like, until the injury happened. And uh, if he can come back 100% healthy, Jane, uh, Tim Smith, I feel like he can take that next step this season. And uh, like you said, Jaheim Otis, we've been high on him since he stepped foot on campus. And, uh, you know, it kind of took a little while for him to get going. But once he did, man, you know, he's been unstoppable. Like you said, he's taken up, you know, multiple guys. So, you know, if those guys can, you know, we, we talked about you don't really hear a lot of the names call on the defensive line. 
but you get a lot of linebackers and, and getting talked about having tackles for losses or, or quarterback sacks. So if, if the linebackers are getting those, then the offense, the defense line is doing its job. And don't don't look at it as they're not getting a lot of tackles or getting the backfield. If they're taking up space and, and allowing they, you know, they're, they're taking up two or three men to block them and allowing a an edge rusher to get get to the quarterback, then they're doing their job. You're muted, Stacey. <laughs> The defense in front for Alabama is uh, – they're not really going to – unless you have a Quinn and Williams type, they're not going to get a ton of stats. Right. I mean, they're not going to fill up the stat sheet. Um, and so, you, like you mentioned, you want those guys to eat up blocks, not allow the, the offensive lineman to get to that second level so your linebackers are free-flowing to make plays in the backfield. And um, I, I really think that the improvement of the defensive line – Will will really be the the catalyst for this for this team in twenty twenty three? Yeah, and you know we talk about how the game is won in the trenches, and and it mainly goes towards the offensive line being dominant. But on the defensive side, if your if your defensive line can contain and not get pushed back, it's gonna it's gonna be you know tough for the opposing team to gain yards, especially on the on the ground and running the ball successfully. So. Uh, if Alabama can win the trenches on offensive line and defense line this year, we're going to be set up great heading to the meat of the schedule. Yeah, and I, I agree with the Bama standard right here completely. I, I think, I think obviously Pete was a fine coach. He just he didn't fit at Alabama. He didn't fit the, the Bama way, the Bama standard. Um, mm-hmm. So yep. um, I, I really feel like under Kevin Steele, it's going to get back to that you know throwback old school Nick Saban defense and uh I'm excited about that. I mean I'm I'm a defensive guy. That's what I love to watch. And when when those guys are, are flying around making plays, that is a lot of fun to watch. And all that is predicated on how your defensive line can control the line of scrimmage. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. But uh y'all keep the chat going. This is a lot of fun. Uh I, I like uh I like seeing what are y'all are thinking. Uh thank you standard for always jumping in on these live shows. Wyatt, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Jones, that you asked if it has started yet. I, I'm assuming you're asking about fall camp. Um, I believe they're going to report on Thursday. Thursday, okay. I don't think that's been officially announced yet, but from what I've gathered, that's going to be on Thursday. So it's just right around the corner. Uh, looking forward to that. I mean, we're – we're I mean, you know, August is 1st is tomorrow, so – and I think the first game, week zero, is the 28th. So, I mean, we're 27, 28 days away from, from football. I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I think, think I think I think this past Saturday was four weeks away from the first college football game. Man, bring I think. it on. And five weeks from Alabama. So, yeah. man, it's it's just – it's right around the corner. Uh, you know, and, and we talked about it. Once SEC Media Days is completed – oh, shoot, you, we got it whipped then, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's all downhill from there and – like you said, tomorrow we'll turn over to August, and and to me, when August is here, football is here. So uh, excited about that, um, Jake. Let's let's go back offensively, Jake. We talked about how how deep Alabama is at running back, and and how we think that can really be a position of strength for Alabama on offense. And let's talk about the receivers, Jake. The other skill position. Um, while I think the talent is there, uh. Nobody has really grabbed the bull by the horn to be that wide receiver one. Nobody's really been become that dude. That's the best way I can put it. You know, a couple years ago, there was no question that that John Mechie and JMO were the dudes, mm-hmm. and and we saw the impact of what losing those guys was. Uh, once you know you lose Mechie, you know against Georgia in the SEC championship game. Then you lose JMO in, in early in the in the national championship game, and you know that that really hurt Alabama's chances of, of winning a national championship. And uh, I think I think it's fair to say that with those two guys, that they they probably win it. And, and you right. got to remember also, Jake, in that game, Jace McClellan was not available. He was out. The only healthy true running back we had was was Brian Robinson. He had a banged up leg. Trey Sanders has been banged up since he arrived at Alabama. Those mm-hmm. were the only two guys. So it was just a very limited 
skill skill album was very limited at the skill positions in that game and that's not an excuse it's just a fact and uh you know i think if it you know when you don't have guys that you can rely on at wide receiver consistently it makes your job as the quarterback you know tougher than it needs to be so i think it's going to be you know, really important for for Jacory Brooks, Malik Benson, Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, all those guys to somebody to step up and and become that dude for Alabama. Right, and we talked about how we feel like you know Jacory Brooks, he he's got the potential to to make that next step, and I feel like he needs to be the one to do it. Um, I mean, he's shown flashes. Flashes. Uh, we saw what he did in that Auburn game with that incredible you know, leap and grab uh, and uh, then scoring a, a touchdown a few few plays later. Um, but, you know, we talked about this on the Bama stand the other night about the wide receiver group, and there is a lot of talent, like you said, Stacey. Um, feel like, you know, one guy you didn't mention we talked about exclusively on there was uh, Kendrick Law, man. Just something about him just, just oozes with, you know, this kid's about to break out. Yeah. He's got that it factor, it feels yeah. like. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Saban bragged on him a good bit during the spring. And, and if Coach Saban's gra- bragging on you, uh, <laughs> you're you're doing something right, whether it's, you know, strictly on the field or if it's, you know, kind of the whole, you know, he, if that's just encapsulating being a football player at Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban brags on you, you're doing something right. So Kendrick Law is definitely somebody to watch out for. Uh, you know, Coach Saban mentioned that he had become a leader in that mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball as a true sophomore. So uh, seeing what he can do in year two will be fun. You, you mentioned Jaquard Brooks. He's now in year three. You got to mm-hmm. think he's going to – he's improved each season at Alabama. So you got to mm-hmm. think he's going to be improved again entering 2023. Uh, you know, Jermaine Burton, Jake, uh, he's such a strange player. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the drops are just – they're killers, man. You can't have them. I mean, it's like a running back fumble of the football. You can't have it. You can't have it. It's mind-boggling. And, and you know, he, he didn't drop a single pass his two years at Georgia. He comes to Alabama, and he has several drops, critical drops, Jake, That 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 that's just – not acceptable and you know he dropped a couple of day as well so i just i don't know if it's in his head uh or if he's in his head you know what i mean so right. no, uh, i hope that he can move past that because he's a talented player he's probably the best route runner on the team if we're mm-hmm. being honest uh and, and you got to look back early in that season last year for whatever reason him and bryce young were not on the same page he was running free several times early in the year and bryce just missed him yeah you know, and, and that's not like Bryce. So, um, I, I'm excited about, uh, you know, this receiver room because you have kind of a mix of different guys. We, you know, Corey Brooks, I think, is a guy who can go up and get it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Burton's a really good route runner. Kendrick Law is just that – he's got that dog in him. He just He's mm-hmm. going to make the, the necessary plays. You know, you got Kobe Prince and Isaiah Bond who's you know can take the top off of defense. So, Malik Benson is just that – that X factor, Jake, he's the weapon. He's the guy who, if he puts it all together, like people think he can, like I believe he can, uh, wow, he could be special. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Isaiah Bond, uh, Shash Preston, there's, there's several guys, Kobe Prentice, you know, like you said, they all have their own unique abilities. Uh, and Malik Benson, man, you're talking about a, a speed threat. We didn't really have somebody that can take the the lid off the, the defense last year. and and that kind of hampered hampered our offense a little bit. This year, I don't think that's the case with Malik Benson. That that kid, he gets open, it's it's lights out for for a defense. So um, you know, you're going to, have to keep an extra eye on him if you're a defense. So that's going to allow either Kobe Prentice to get open in the middle, um, the Corey Brooks on the opposite side to get open, um, Kendrick Law somewhere uh, as well to be open. And don't forget about the talented tight ends that we have as well. You know, we haven't uh, really uh mentioned those a lot but uh Dupree coming in you know you you have a guy who's got good hands that can catch the ball as well and uh you know Danny Lewis and, and Amari Nyblack are both oozing with talent as well so it's gonna be interesting to see how how that unfolds as well but uh I don't know what happened I think we lost Stacy but um Anyway, yeah, we're you know the wide receivers guys. It's it, there we go. 
think Stacy's back now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, you never can trust internet, but uh, no. Randy, that uh, that's not true because I I think that actually what I saw was on August second the players report, which is this coming Wednesday, day after tomorrow. No, yeah, this coming Wednesday, day after tomorrow, mm-hmm. and. Uh, because fan day is coming up on Saturday, August 5th. So they're, they're going to be practicing before before next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know if, if, if you mean like actual full pads practice. Maybe that's true. But I know they're reporting on Wednesday, August 2nd. Okay. Because fan day is August 5th. And that's that's kind of a – what fan day is is like a mini practice with, and then they allow fans to come on the field and get autographs and stuff like that. So, okay. So yeah, I, I, it should be Thursday for sure. Yeah, I, I would imagine they would kind of get out there in shorts and helmet at the end of this week. Yeah, just get some stuff going on. You know, get get back to, you know, get back and and swing of things. Yep. God, I feel sorry for him because it's hotter than Hades. Gosh, you ain't kidding. No, <laughs> it's ridiculous right now in Alabama. Yeah. I don't know how it is over the rest of the world, but it's hot in Alabama. Hey, by the way, in the chat, let us know where you're uh, where you're at. Um, Randy, where are you at, buddy? I'd love to know where you're at. I, I know the Bama standards in Mississippi. I know where they're at. Uh, White, love to see where you're from. So just drop in the live chat where, you, mm-hmm. where, where you're watching mm-hmm. us from. Uh, give us a roll tide and uh, uh, – Maybe maybe we know somebody where you're at. I doubt it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. You know these things tend to be funny. You know we when when me and Stacy uh, going back when we first started, you know it may have been six months into it. Uh, we got a message uh, from a guy in Ireland, I think, wasn't it, Stacy? Yeah, and said he listened to the show. I, I'm not sure if he still does. I hope he does, but. You know, you you never know who who's watching, and I mean, Alabama Nation. We saw it when Saban went to Italy. Everybody's saying "Roll Tide." It's it, it's it's out there. The brand is is far and wide for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely the Alabama brand, not the Tide Talk Live brand. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Brandy said, "Quarterbacks have to know his receivers' tendencies." Yeah, for sure, and that 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 goes back to building chemistry and practice, and I think that's important to remember for last year. Uh, you know, Bryce missed a lot of time with in practice due to injuries, and I think that had a lot to do with with the way the chemistry was with him and the receivers last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting getting on the same page, and you know, like Randy says, learning each receiver's tendencies is going to be huge for whoever the quarterback is. Uh, in 2023, Skip Campbell says, "Roll Tide from North Carolina." What's up, nice. Skip? Thank you for watching from from North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina should have an interesting year with Drake May at quarterback. Uh, anytime you got an elite quarterback, you got a chance. So, uh, <laughs> be watching to see what North Carolina can do there in the ACC this season. Hey, Carolina's going to have an interesting season with Bryce Young and uh, Brandon Miller up there. So, I'm, I'm a huge Charlotte Hornets fan. So. I was excited on draft night when they when his name was announced at Charlotte. I, yeah. you know, I can right. attest to this. Jake has been a Charlotte fan for I, I don't know, probably 15, 20 years now, Jake. I mean, gosh, yeah. Gerald Wallace when when he uh become their I think he was their first pick in the expansion draft. So, you know, he played at Alabama. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to follow this team. They're young, they're up and coming, and and uh, Gerald that, that- Wallace was special. Yeah, back in the old Charlotte Bobcats days. <laughs> yes, the Bobcats days, yeah. But I haven't had much to be proud of, but but I am getting excited about this team because Brandon Miller and and Lamar and Lamelo. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, That's gonna, gonna be, be fun. And Bryce, Bryce is gonna do some special things yes. in Carolina too. So Absolutely. I'm I'm very envious of the Char- of the city of Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Roger from Mobile. Yeah, Roger Robbins, Roll Tide yep. from Mobile, Alabama. Awesome. Good yep. to have you, Roger. Thank you so much for commenting. Yeah. Uh, you know, Skip, Roger, uh, let us know what, what position ha- has you excited the most heading in fall camp or into the season? What ma- has you nervous? Uh, I'm I'm assuming the quarterback has everybody nervous right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that, Stacey. Yeah, let's, we're, let's, we're 30 let's, minutes in. yeah, we're 30 minutes in. I cannot believe it already. Gosh. Let's let's just dive into the quarterbacks. Before we even 
Randy is from Pinson, Alabama. Welcome. Thank you, Randy. Awesome. Thank you, Randy. Awesome. Roll Tide. Um, look, let's get it. Let's let's get into the uh, to the uh, quarterbacks, Jake. Um, mm-hmm. And before we even really dive into much to it, I want to ask the chat to jump in the in the live chat right now, and not who you think the quarterback is right now, but who do you think the starter will be the first time Alabama takes a snap against Middle Tennessee State? Is it going to be Ty, Jalen, or Tyler? Please let us know right now in the live chat because I, I, I would love to hear from you there. I'm actually going to go ahead and type that out in the chat, Jake, so they can see it and react to it. Yeah, I'll uh, – you know, I, I'm I'm on uh, Jalen Miller. I've been, I've been on his, his bandwagon for a while, but in all honesty – and, and uh, I think I've told Stacy, and I've even said this on record before, but whoever the quarterback is, whether it be Todd, whether it be Tyler, whether it be Jalen, I think early on with the stable running backs we've got, whoever it's going to be, they're going to have plenty of time to get adjusted to the game um, and uh, and get their feet wet. Um, you know, but on the flip side of that is week two, Texas comes to town. We've got to have that figured out. We don't need to have three, you know, Three quarterbacks playing in that Texas game. We need to set on one and 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 ride with that one, whoever it is. And um, you know, I'm in I'm in a group chat uh, on on X now. It's like it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. But you know, we've had some d- discussion in it. But you know, the thing about it is, as Alabama fans, whoever it is, whether it's Ty, whether it's Jalen, whether it's Tyler Buckner, we've got to get behind that guy 100 percent once he's announced as a starting quarterback because there shouldn't be no more bickering. Whoever wins out in fall camp and in that first game, just like Jalen Hurst did several years ago, you know, I think Cornwell started the game, I believe. It might have been Blake Barnett. It was Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett. But overall, Jalen, I mean, I think he was third or fourth on the roster at that point. He come in and and took it, and then we rode with him the rest of the season. So we've got to be supportive of whoever the quarterback is at this point. Yeah, Jeremy says he's he's from he's watching from Tuscaloosa, and yes, sir, it's hot. Roll tide, yeah, roll tide, Jeremy. Thank thank you for watching. He's uh he's in God's country watching us yes. right now. So thank you so much for watching, Jeremy. Uh, like like it says there on the screen, please let us know who you think is going to start game one for Alabama, and and you know if it's Ty Jalen or, or Tyler Buckner, and, and when you tell us who it is. Uh, give us your opinion on why you think it's that guy. I would love to get the different conversations going on that. Uh, Jake's rolling with, with Milrow, that the guy who's been there the longest, who the guy who has the most experience at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But uh, Roger, I like the, I like this point. He says, in my opinion, the quarterback will not be an issue no matter whom it is. I'm more interested in seeing if the defense can get back to being dominant mm-hmm. as well as the offensive line. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think I think – uh, and I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, um, how the quarterback always gets too much credit when the team is, is successful, and then they take too much of the blame uh, when they're not. There's there's uh, 10 other guys on the field when the quarterback's on the field, and then 11 other players on the field when the defense is on the field. So there's 21 other guys that start for that team that, that are making impact, impact down in and down out. So it's important for, for us – for Alabama to be better around the quarterback than I think than what we've been over the last last year, especially last year, Jake, we just were not good enough around Bryce Young to to be at, to play at a championship level on a consistent basis. So uh, if they can continue to develop at other positions, uh, then then whoever the quarterback is, not it doesn't become a mute point, mm-hmm. but it doesn't become the end all be all, right. Yeah, I agree. And just like Skip said, and Saban, I trust, uh, you know, I, I'm in the same boat, Skip. You know, Saban's going to play his best players and he's going to put them out every single week. And uh, going back to Roderick's uh, comment earlier, Stacey, um, I also feel like uh, in that same breath, if the defense becomes as dominant as we feel like it's going to be, you know, if they get back to that standard, you know, it's it you the, the new quarterback can can take a few weeks to to get acclimated to the offense and uh, and all that because you have the running backs who you can swap out every other possession keep them fresh and keep and if the offensive line is dominant they're just going to run it run it down people's throats and then the defense can be dominant and shut down the opposing offenses and you know 
couple first couple three four weeks if we you know we're still kind of indifferent you know we may not see a lot of scoring going on but as long as the defense does its job and and it keeps the other offense from scoring less we're gonna be okay the Bama Sanders says Jalen Miller will start against MTSU but will continue to start because of his, his improvements made under Tommy Reese and summer work it will be similar to Blake Sims in 2014. Hey, that certainly rooting for that to happen. You know, look, I, I've I've been on record several times of saying that I think Ty Simpson's eventually going to be the quarterback, mm-hmm. whether he starts game one or not. I think before it's over with, uh, Ty Simpson's the quarterback for Alabama here in 2023. But I don't care who it is, as long as it's the guy who gives Alabama the best chance to win. I think that's who Coach Saban's going to pick. So mm-hmm. whoever it is, that's who I'm going to be rooting for. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm uh, excited to to see how this plays out and uh you know in fall camp because that's that's where all the the microscope is going to be at is on that quarterback position. But I feel like these guys are going to you know the, this the competition we talked about that before too, Stacey. It's it's going to drive each of those guys to be better. So um, you know the competition is definitely going to going to help things out. Yeah, Jordan Jordan chimes in and says, "Do you think we'll have a receiver emerge as that true number one?" If so, who? Uh, Jake, I'll let you take that in first. Uh, I think the clear-cut favorite right now would be Ja'Cory Brooks. Like you said, it's a year three stepping in. Um, overall, the younger guys who I feel like could could emerge to be that guy, Kobe Prentice is just screaming, you know, to me to be a talented, talented guy. I know he's a slot player, but, I mean, I know several slot people who have been, you know, the number one option for quarterbacks. So, you know, I feel like he can he can take that next step and be that as well. But you know, Kendrick Law, Shaz Preston, uh, Isaiah Bond. I mean, there's so many guys that can that can take that next step and be the number one receiver. But right now, I would say it'd be Jacory Brooks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Malik Benson. I think he is the most complete mm-hmm. receiver for Alabama, and I think he can take the top off the defense. Yeah. I think he can go across the middle. And I just think he's going to be that difference maker for Alabama. And I think he'll prove to be the number one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not right away, but kind of as the season progresses, he he progresses as a player at Alabama and becomes that that number one receiver for whoever the quarterback is. Yeah, that's a good that's a good pick too, Stacy. Yeah, and Randy says uh, live scrimmages will go a long way. Uh, and, and finding out who the quarterback mm-hmm. will be, no doubt about it. I, I'm with you on this, uh, the Bama standard. I'm so ready for this this to be over with because I'm yeah. so sick of talking about it because uh, there's so much that goes into this quarterback competition, and it just seems like that's all that ever, anybody wants to talk about. And there's mm-hmm. so many other great positions going on right now that 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 need to be talked about. Yes. And Bama Stoner also said, look out for Jalen Hale. And, you know, you, you're right on that. But uh, one other guy that's also kind of flying on the radar, and we've talked about him, is Emmanuel Henderson. I just feel like he's about to make a big impact on this team this year as well. Yep, sorry, I had myself muted again. Yeah, you good. <laughs> I mute myself because I have a, a wild son who's always loud. So, um, <laughs> Oh, surely not. Surely not. <laughs> yeah. But – uh. Yeah, man, great, great chat so far. Love everybody's input. Uh, C. Bama says, "Roll Tide, Roll Tide." C. Roll Bama, tide. appreciate your support. We always see you commenting on our videos, so thank you yes, so much. Yes, thank that. you. Appreciate that. Um, uh, been a lot of fun talking about this. We hadn't really touched a lot on the defense, other than the secondary, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, let's quickly before we head out, let's talk about some defense real quick. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the inside linebackers, Jake. I think, I think. We're both fairly confident that Deontay Lawson is going to be one of the starters at inside linebacker. Um, if you had to pick a guy right now who's going to start beside him game one, uh, who do you think that would be? Man, you know, there's several good options. Um, you know, I feel like Trez Marshall come, coming over from Georgia, he brings experience at least of playing in the SEC and he knows the the, the game speed. I, I imagine he would probably see a, a lot of time on the field. I would probably – pencil him in but Justin Jefferson as well has come in and made an immediate impact so I don't see as the season rolls around and, and gets going how you gonna keep him off the field so uh, those are my two guys I'm looking at and I'm sure I'm missing several because there's a bunch of, of talented guys out there that inside linebacker position yeah that 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 group is deep and talented 
they just don't have a lot of experience at Alabama. I mean, you look at Jihad Campbell, a redshirt mm-hmm. freshman. Justin Jefferson, his first year from the junior college. Uh, Tresman Marshall, his first year, he does have experience in the SEC, which probably is going to help him, especially early on mm-hmm. in the season. Um, I, I really like Marshall. Like, like the Bama mm-hmm. standard says, he if he's healthy, you got to remember, mm-hmm. this guy started for Georgia as a freshman. Right. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Mm-hmm. He started yeah. for an elite Georgia defense as a freshman. Injuries has kind of, you know, put his career in flux at Georgia, which is one reason why he transferred to Alabama, maybe to get a fresh start. And, you know, there's an opportunity for him to play now this year at Alabama. But uh, it, it could be a, a, a system where they play multiple guys, Jake, because Jihad Campbell's a guy who can get after the quarterback really, really well from yeah. the inside linebacker position. So can Justin Jefferson. He's just a – he he's a baller, man. He just yeah. he's so quick. He shoots the gap so fast. He, he he has great instincts, and I don't know what they're going to do, Jake. I, I don't know how they're going to how they're going to be able to to find a way to get all these guys involved. Then you got to think about guys like Sean Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, Ken, Kendrick Blackshire. So in Jackson, there's there's plenty of talent there, Jake. I, I don't know how they're going to decide to to use all those those players at inside linebacker. Exactly. And and like we mentioned, uh, you know, everybody has their own unique skill set. So it probably depending on on the situation, the game, how, how those guys get get brought in. So um, but Trez Marshall looks like 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 you know, Bama Standard said, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a problem. Uh, but, you know, Campbell is I feel like he's going to be have a great future at Alabama. Sean Murphy, he don't get it. He don't get looked at a lot because he really hadn't made that next step into the starting rotation, but he's very talented as well, Ian Jackson. So, and, and you know, Jefferson, you know, I was impressed with him at A-Day as well because, I mean, he was shooting gas, like you said, Stacey. And, I mean, it's just like one second you're on the offensive line and you see him and he's not he's not moving yet. You just take your eyes for a second away, look over here, and then he's already past you. I'm like, my gosh, the speed on that kid is just incredible. Yeah, when he finds the ball, his closing speed is next yeah. level. I mean, it's it's elite, and and that's that's a rare find. So if 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 he can learn the system, mm-hmm. um, and be, uh, you know, where he needs to be all the time, uh, he's going to be tough to keep off the field. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Ronnie says I'm freaking late. Hey, we're, we're that's all right, on, Ronnie. That's you, all right, Ronnie. We'll we'll you be here it. a little bit longer. Yep. Get your, get your questions in, Ronnie. We're we're here to talk about your questions as well. Bama Standard. We were just talking about Ian Jackson. You guys surprised that his career has been so quiet this far. I'm I'm actually kind of am, but there's like we said, there's so many guys. It seems like ahead of him right now. It's so hard for him to to find the field. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's a yes and no answer for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know I really liked him coming out of high school, but. No, I'm not surprised because there's so many dudes on the field. I mean, like, because uh, it's one of those situations. Who are you taking out? I mean, I don't, I don't want to swap Deontay Lawson for Ian Jackson. Right. Yeah. And it's nothing against Ian Jackson. I just, I feel more comfortable with Deontay Lawson right now. So, um, I, I don't know. It's that's a tough question because I root for all these guys. Uh, you know, they're, right. they're at Alabama, so I root for them all. I'm a little surprised he's he's been quiet as quiet as he has been, but it's not shocking with all the the talent and depth that's at that position. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's Alabama's deep everywhere, it seems like. And uh, I mean, honestly, the only question mark I feel like on this team is quarterback. But once we get that settled, I, I think this team is, is this team is set up to have a great season. And, and surprise a lot of people because I mean they're talented, they a lot of experience around the field, and you know the defense returning to that that you know just dominant defense. This this team is set for a huge run. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think last season, and and Randy makes a good comment. Dallas will be huge, like the city. Uh, Dallas yeah. Turner should have a big year here in twenty twenty three. Um, I think it's a contract season for him. You know, had a little bit of of a down year as a sophomore. So it's time to kind of make up some ground, but I want to say something before we, you know, start to to kind of wrap it up, Jake. I think when you look at this, this roster and this team here in 2023, I think one through 10 
Alabama's not as talented as they were in 2022. But I think one through 85, they're more talented than what they were in 2022. I think this is, you know, maybe not a top heavy roster, mm-hmm. but as far as depth, th- dude, there's, I mean, Alabama is three deep pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Look, I, and, and, the, and I can say it this way, Jake, you know, other, other fan bases, you know, mm-hmm. national media kind of laugh at the Alabama quarterback situation. There's not many teams who would have a guy like a Tyler Buckner or Jalen Milrow or a Ty Simpson sitting mm-hmm. on the bench. There's yeah. very few teams, much less one of those guys being your third string. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I think that the quarterback position is a prime example and really does – it really is a great example of what the entire team sort of looks like this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe – there's not just a ton of superstar potential there, but man, are they deep? They are. They are yep. deep. Yeah. And that's and, not to that's not to say that there's not players that won't become superstars. Mm-hmm. But proven superstars are not quite there yet. But man, they're deep, man. I'm telling you, there yeah. this this roster is deep. One through eighty five. Mm-hmm. They are deep. They are and. One one thing I want to comment about uh, Dallas Turner. One thing I'm excited to see this year than than previous seasons is third and fifteen for teams. We're not going to see Dallas Turner dropping the coverage. He is going to be rushing the quarterback. I guarantee it. If I see Dallas Turner <laughs> dropping the coverage one time, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we may have to have an emergency podcast. I know you ain't kidding. Oh man, I would, anytime I saw Will Anderson and in Dallas. Turner dropping the covers. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, you know that that's one of those situations where um, the coach is doing too much coaching. Yeah, yep, too much coaching there. You know, you know your talents, and those two boys are those talent is to get out to the quarterback, and you know you got to send them every play. Dallas Turner and Will Anderson are prime examples of they're the type of player. It's the you see the ball over there. Go get him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, and they do. That that's the only coaching I would give those guys. Right. The ball's yeah. right there. Go get it. hmm That's right. Marvin Costant uh, will lose lose his mind. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh see Ronnie said come uh oh, yep. I'm October, November when all these teams start having injuries, our debt will carry us to the championship. You that's know, a great Georgia, point. Yeah, Georgia, Alabama both have a lot of depth, so I wouldn't. I would not be surprised to see them two in the championship game again, SEC and of course national championship. Yeah, it's 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 certainly possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we, I say we go about another ten or twelve minutes, Jake. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to ask you this. I want to ask the chat this. Obviously, the biggest question mark heading into the season is the quarterbacks, right? So, outside of the quarterbacks. What is the biggest question mark or the position or the whatever it is that maybe concerns you the most? I mean, honestly, it would be the wide receivers. Uh, we talked, we just talked about them, Stacey. There's a lot of talent there, but like you mentioned, the drops, the drops that have hampered Alabama in the last several seasons, a couple of seasons. You know, that's one thing you hardly ever saw early on in Nick Saban's days was drop passes and just come a constant last couple of years. And, I mean, guys wide open, there's nobody near, and they're just dropping balls. And, you know, that's very concerning to see. Um, that, Like we said, the talent is there, but it just got to get out of, their, out of their own head, like you said, and uh, just start making plays on the field. So, you know, that would be the other only question mark because I really don't see one – at the defense, they're just too talented. Uh, maybe at the at the second corner position, because we know, like you said, you know, uh, Kool Aid's got that one side locked down, and he's going to have it locked down all season. But we got to have that second corner step up and, and lock his side down as well. So, but I feel like the the guys we have there, like you mentioned, Amos and and Arnold, they're capable of being that that second lockdown option at corner. So that would be my other only only you know, question mark. The rest of the team, I, they're loaded. I don't see really any question marks anywhere. Um, I was just about to say this. This this 
everyday yep. American has stole my thunder. The wide <laughs> receivers and left tackle is my biggest worry. We will have the that true number one guy. Will we have that true number one guy receiver? Mm-hmm. Also, who will lock up the left tackle spot? If you watch A Day, I would say Proctor. I don't think he got bit a single time. Yeah, no, I I agree one hundred percent with that with that comment. Yep. I will I will put this just as a reminder. Go back to A Day. You got to remember that Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell did not participate. Mm-hmm. So the first team left tackle, Elijah Pritchett, was actually playing against Quindarius Robinson, which is outside linebacker number three. Mm-hmm. And that means outside linebacker number four, Keanu Cote, was playing opposite of Quindarius Robinson with the first team defense. Mm-hmm. So Proctor was playing against guys who were like third and thir- third or fourth, fifth, sixth on the depth chart. Right. So I think I think that is important to remember. I, you know, it, it, it's not you're not comparing apples to apples. So I think that's important to note. But I will say this: long term, I do think Caden Proctor is the better player. Yeah. But that's not a slot at Elijah Pritchett. I think Elijah Pritchett's going to be a fine player. There's nothing wrong with him, and he may prove to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I do think Proctor played better. But I also think it's important to remember who he was blocking, you know, relative to who Elijah Pritchett was blocking. <laughs> yeah, and I saw a, a comment on our on our uh, show today, Stacey, that that we premiered. Uh, somebody had said that he could see Proctor sliding into the left tackle and Pritchett moving to left guard. I yeah, can see sir- that happening. Yeah, uh, there, there's there's a multitude of ways that Coach Saban and Coach Wolfer right. could go when it comes to the offensive line. I mean, you you look at. You know, there's always the possibility that Booker goes back to the left side. Mm-hmm. There's always the possibility that Latham can go to the left side. So, yep. um, <laughs> I'm with you as long as Dalcourt isn't in. I'm, I <laughs> look, and I hate, I hate to beat up on the guy, man. He's he stuck it out. He's he's gave it his all. He just ain't it, man. He just ain't it. Yeah, you know, I, I admire his his loyalty pretty much, and and his his drive because he talked about all all offseason about getting more physical, but. You know, we talked about it, Stacey. The two weaknesses on that offense is the left guard and, and the left tackle. And uh, unfortunately, right now, he's probably penciled in as a left guard. So he's got to make an improvement. And if he don't, guys like uh, Terrence Ferguson, Rock Montgomery, uh, maybe Caden Proctor takes his spot and Lee Pritchett out, out left tackle. Who knows? But there's, like you said, a multitude of ways that we can go. And like we mentioned, the offensive line is deep. It's not a lot. It's a lot of green there, though. There's a lot of talented guys, but it's green. But more, more playing time these guys get, they're going to be, get to their potential and be great. Oh, you're muted again. There we go. I'm going back up here in the chat real quick. I want to. I want to put. Some, I didn't mean to put that one up. <laughs> uh, here it is. Yeah, I mean, I think that really sums it up. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think we we get on here and and you know and and I love it. I love everybody everybody giving their opinion and and everybody you know talking about who they think can play, who's going to be a, who's going to step up for Alabama. But at the end of the day, what we all need to do is just simply trust in Saban right. because he he has got it right far more often than he hadn't. So uh, I think he has. I think he has the guys that he, I think he likes the guys that he has. Right. And yeah. uh, it's just going to be about finding that right group to kind of mesh together to be a good cohesive unit there along the offensive line. Because the three guys that, that you know, Seth, Tyler, and JC, I love those guys. I love those yeah. guys. I think they're all, you know, they're all have the capability of being first team all SEC. I really believe Ooh. that. And so, uh, what they do on that left side is going to be critical. And, you know, I, I don't care who the quarterback is. If you don't – if oh, I think we lost Stacy again. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, – like he said, it's going to be critical uh, who who takes over that left tackle and left guard position this year uh, to pay, protect the blind side of the uh, – of whoever the quarterback is going to be. So – the offensive line, uh, the left side especially, it's it's going to be very critical to, um, you know, to, to get You're those set. Paint. So, but yeah, we lost Stacy, but there he is. All right, I got to. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love internet, guys. You know, yeah, my, 
my internet has been doing this for two days. It randomly jumps in and out. So sorry about that. But I guess that's probably a good a good time for us to kind of uh end the show. So we so I don't have any more technical difficulties. Oh, awesome. Awesome, everyday American. Thank you for joining tonight. We're we're glad everybody got on and uh and had their say. Um if you if you're just now getting on, me and Stacy talked about we're gonna to try to do we don't do a, a lot of lives, we're gonna to try to do one maybe the Saturday mornings before games, have have like a live, get in there, get everybody pumped up, everybody excited, do a little preview of the game and how we see how things are gonna play out. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Then maybe some some of the games we do just a just a live chat during the game. So um, you know, stay tuned. We've got a lot of ideas uh to uh to keep this rolling. And um, we're excited, you know, gosh, we're coming on. I think year five now, Stacey, I think it's five in August, I believe, maybe six. But, you know, I never would imagine that we would be doing this. You know, I just thought just two old country boys like us would just be talking. We may have 10 fans, but you guys have, have really, you know, seemed like you enjoy what we uh, what what we say and what we had to say and we thank you all for for the support we truly do thank you yeah no doubt about it this has been what a what a fun journey this has been for for jake and myself and mm-hmm. uh I, I can't i can't we can't thank you guys enough really it's it's humbling to be honest with you uh you know we started this uh in my oldest daughter's bedroom one night recording yeah. on my on my cell phone yes uh, and I think that was in August of 2018, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And so here we are, you know, five years in. Uh, we started the YouTube channel around maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it has just, it's grown. And it, and it's really nothing that we've done that's special or unique. It's just Alabama fans are phenomenal and you guys have been yep. great. And uh, we can't thank you enough. So, uh, we we look we try to continue to build on what we've done and create new ways of entertaining you guys. So uh, if you have any thoughts on or opinions on how we can better do that, please let us know. We're we're all about you know constructive criticism and you know anybody's you know thoughts and opinions on what we can do to improve the show because we want to make sure to deliver the best show for for you guys possible. And um, uh, so we certainly appreciate everybody's support. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to wrap this live show up. What a lot of fun, Jake. Uh, the chat was great. Uh, love everybody's thoughts and opinion. Real quick, Everyday American, he's gave us his offensive line, Seth, Booker, Proctor, Latham, and Pritchett. Uh, yeah, I think that there's certainly – That's game one for sure, I believe. I, 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 think that's, I think that's the five it needs to be, too. How they figure out what to do with Proctor and Pritchett uh, – let them figure it out. <laughs> I, <laughs> right, yeah. I want I want those five guys. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um I think it's gonna play out. If it ain't game one, then it's probably gonna be game two, three, or four where, where you see that lineup come into play. And I and I feel like that may be your best option right there. Cause we talked about Stacey Caden Proctor's a beast. It's gonna be hard to keep him off the field as well. So many young, talented freshmen and, and guys on on this team in general, that's going to be hard to keep off the field. So these upperclassmen going to going to have to keep their head on a swivel and and play hard because these underclassmen are like, I want your job. Uh, yeah. T-shirts are certainly possible. I have to get back with you on the action figure versions. Right. Of yeah. 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 You said so, you know it's nothing that we have done. We have had crap, crappy internet the entire time. Both of us have. Uh, I still can't talk. So that that is never changing because I took speech class in in uh, college and, and flaunt. So you know that's that's never going to change. So it just is what it is. But for some reason, you guys still follow us, and we we thank you. Well, I don't think anything beats uh, authentic, right? Talk. You know, yeah. I think that's I think that's something we have, Jake, and uh, I think that's something our viewers appreciate. So, and we certainly appreciate them, Jake. What? Uh, Fun show. Uh, that was great. Show. Uh, we'll be back. I don't shoot. I don't know when. We'll figure it out. Um, uh, make sure you follow us on you know all the social medias, Twitter or X, whatever it is now, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. TikTok. Um, keep streaming on Man. the computer. Man. 
Yeah. I, I don't understand. I usually have phenomenal internet, but the last two or three days has been complete crap. But um, anyway. All right. Yeah. Y'all have the fans. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much, Randy. Guys, thank you, thank you so much for watching. Uh, roll tight, everybody. I can't wait mm-hmm. to uh, to get back on here. Maybe, maybe like Jake said, the uh, Saturday mornings can be a, a good way for us to all to get together before the game. So, um, just keep your eye out. We'll, we'll we'll give you more insight into our plans for the show for the season. So just stay tuned to that. So uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, been a lot of fun. Can't wait to do this again. Jake, hope you have a good rest of the night. Chat, I hope you have a good rest of the night. Oh, by the way, chat, we need you to come up with a name for our chat when we do a live yeah. show. Mm-hmm. We, we need yeah. a name. Y'all y'all come up with some great names, and uh, we'll, we'll try to pick the best one, and we can kind of go with that. But uh, yeah. thank you so much for watching. We'll be back soon. Uh, but until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.